Hello, everybody, oh, and welcome <laughs> to, uh, what are we calling this again? You want, you want to restart so I don't go, oh, no. goodness, <laughs> right? When I, I, wa I want to keep this. All this right. is beautiful. Uh, we, we're calling this, it Aaron's work Films, of art right here. Jacob Should Watch, or we can just shorten it to Films Jacob Should Watch. It's up to you. Film, films Jacob Should Watch. All right, that Aaron officially named it. So... Long-time listeners know that You're not even gonna many months ago. What? What? I'm sorry. I'm the backseat host. You're not going to, like, introduce I'm gonna, us? I'm going to bring okay. our names into this conversation. All right, all right. That I, your host, Aaron. Oh. See, I'm bringing the names in now, but I'm trying to make it look natural like I'm putting this all along. Right, right. So, totally. So, like, so I, mm -hmm. Aaron Hunt, yeah. uh, made a list. Hmm. For my, however, however, I forget how you normally introduce people. <laughs> Just co-host. I mean, that's usually sure. how I go. Yeah, yeah co-host. All right, a co-host. Yeah, Jacob Lacey. Thank you for having me, Aaron. I'm very excited to. <laughs> you know, I'm not usually a passenger. Yeah, you know, on Reboot Art and Underway, I'm the host. I'm, I'm like the the lead host, and then I'm like, hey, my co-hosts here. Uh, I'm usually kind of driving the conversation, but you know, I'm, I'm, it's fun to be a passenger. Take me on a ride, Aaron. All right. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. long-time listeners will know that many months ago, I made a list of a hundred movies you had requested. Like, mm -hmm. what are some movies that? I should watch because mm -hmm. I'm really getting into film and I really want to know like some good films to like kind of kickstart that journey, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So I set out and I made you a list. I made you a list of a hundred films to watch. And so these are obviously films that they're not all films that like, I think are great films. Some of them are merely like good films or interesting films mm -hmm. but they're all films that i think are worthy of being seen and worthy of being discussed so in this new mini episode series mm -hmm. we will be looking at the films on this list and we shall be you know discussing like what you thought of these films that i recommended to you yes and just having a little discussion about i don't know the films in general I don't know how to explain the concept. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's basically, if you guys remember uh, when we did the Best Picture recaps, uh, it's essentially the same type of show, I think, is what we're, what we're going for, um, where we, we uh, talk in depth in spoilers about uh, the films. Um, yeah. I, I mean, take it away, Aaron. I mean, you, I'm just, again, I'm a passenger, you know? Take me on a drive. <laughs> take me on a long drive. Um, All right. Well, the list is not in any particular order. That is correct. I basically just you know wrote down whatever film popped into my mind at a certain time. So there's no like set order to this. There's no uh, kind of like ranking in terms of like what I thought was more important or less important. Right. So we're just gonna be like watching through whenever. We're gonna see whatever we have access to that week. But we're gonna start things off. With the film that... I, it wasn't the first one I wrote down, but it was the first film that springs to my mind whenever people are like, recommend a film for me to watch. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the film that I'm always like, have you seen this film yet? 
because you should watch this. And this is a film that, as we discussed on the podcast, was it was my number two film of the t- at the time. Now it's my number three because Mulholland Drive moved up. Also on the but, list. What? Also on the list, Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive was also yeah, on the if list. If you want to yes. hear us talk in spoilers about that, uh, listen to episode 42 of Reboot Already Underway. We talk about it on there. Uh, kind of this is like our jumping off point. That was our jumping off point to start this list. Um, so, yeah. All right, so Mulholland Drive was like the second film I always recommend people to watch. Mm-hmm. But the first film is, of course, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Starting off strong, Aaron. Uh, of course... Indeed, very strong. On my list of my top ten movies, I think I had it at number eight or something along there. Um, so, yeah, obviously, love this film very much. Um, yeah. Well, I think we should... Yeah, I think... Well, we should start it. I think we'll start it out. You just, you know, describe a little of how, what your, like, spoiler-free thoughts Mm -hmm. on the experience of watching this film. Then maybe I'll jump in and explain, like, why I put this on the list. So I think that's, like, how we'll start it out. Sounds like a good idea. Um, So, also, if you do want to read about what I thought about this movie, this is when I got this list from Aaron. I was... um, expecting to write like an in-depth review of each film um until you know i realized that would take a lot of time um not just watching the movies but writing review writing something that i'm like i'm proud of this review i'm going to put it out in the world um so you know i'll get to be not proud of my rambling musings on a podcast uh (laughs) instead no um so yeah um i i love this film mostly and of course spoiler free at the moment just because it is a smart film a film that that asks something of its viewer it it asks you to pay attention to every little detail it asks you to interpret things that it doesn't just spell out for you it's another reason i loved mulholland drive so much is these movies that just take you on a journey and then are like now you decide, you know, you decide what happened. Maybe this happened. Maybe this didn't happen. Who knows? But it's up, you know, you're, you're smart. You're a smart viewer. Um, that's, that's one of the reasons. I mean, it's so hard to talk about this film with no spoilers. So I'll get a little bit more <laughs> into it when we get to that. But uh, as, as of right now, I, I think if you like those kinds of movies, those kinds of movies that mess with your head, that, that make you think uh, this is definitely one uh, worth seeing. Um, yeah i mean yeah i was very glad when you first wrote that review that you enjoyed this film as much mm-hmm. as you did because this is of course the film that i always recommend people to watch but this is also a film that i'm never quite sure how people are gonna take to it you know <laughs> because it is a very yeah unusual unconventional viewing experience you know because mm-hmm. it is a film that like denies you answers and is just utterly bizarre in so many respects yeah but i do think that this is like a film this is like a great film with which to start off a list like this because this is very much i think a film that's kind of 
if you allow the phrase, it's kind of like a gateway drug to cinema <laughs> in many respects. You know, I mean, I, I will accept that phrase, especially because this movie is drug-like <laughs> in a lot of ways. So yeah, very, I will, yeah, it's very. I will definitely accept that phrase. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, but like, but like, that's a good way to describe it in my in my opinion because like, it's very much teaching you. I think a new way to experience films, mm-hmm. you know, like that movies are more than just like the plot. Cause I think a lot of people I see, you know, I, I when I talk to a lot of people about films, they seem to ve- very much be looking at just through the narrow lens of like, did the plot make sense or like, are they nitpicking it for plot holes or all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And like, you're missing like the larger, larger, language of film Mm -hmm. if you're looking at just the narrow lens of plot and so i think this is a film that's quite accessible to like newer to like more casual viewers and yet at the same time it is very much that gateway to the larger cinematic language you know that just it's teaching it's training you to look beyond just the typical aspects of a movie, like the plot or whatever, and looking more at Mm -hmm. stuff like themes at like the visual design and all these other aspects that go into telling a story through cinema. So this is a film that I definitely think everyone should watch at some point. Yeah. Um, And this is, I'm very glad you wrote this down as the first one on the list. Because uh, essentially how it started, I was going to start number one and go all the way down. But, you know, a lot of them are like same directors and it's like maybe you want to space that out a little bit more, all that kind of stuff. Right, um, right. But I'm glad I watched this one first because had I watched Mulholland Drive first, I think my brain might have blew up and I would have just, I would be dead. <laughs> just in, like, oh, what, if, oh, what has he done? <laughs> Why? Like this film... It helps you to, it, it is, it is very much like, again, we're going to say gateway. It's very much the gateway to, to access films like that. So I'm very glad. Thank you for making that number one. And we're making it number one for all of you here uh, listening to this, um, of course. I did. I mean, at this point, we haven't gotten any spoilers. Mm-hmm. So this is a point where if you haven't seen this film, mm-hmm. obviously... Highly recommended by me, and yeah, highly recommended by Jacob as well. Yeah, take this so, journey with us, guys. Uh, it's a ninety-nine week-long journey, uh, so so join us um, because so if, it'll be fun. If you haven't seen it, stop here. Yeah, watch it. Watch the theatrical version. Theatrical. Make, yes, we make, have to be so clear about that. <laughs> be very clear on this. Yeah, yeah, and then and then come back. Mm-hmm. We'll be here. We'll be here talking more in depth about it. Yes. All right. So. So now we're going to talk more in depth about it. So give me let yeah, spoiler free zone now. What were what were some of your thoughts or all right? So to be ideas clear, this is not a spoiler free zone because you just said this was a spoiler free zone. So no, it's not a spoiler. That's that's what I meant. That's no, what I got what you meant. I'm I was coming. Sure. I was trying to come up with the angle like it's free from being right spoiler accused free. of like spoiling yeah. something. Um, that's what I meant. Though. Yeah, I like. I got what you meant. I just wanted to make sure for anyone listening, we are going to start talking about spoilers. 
Um, where do you even start with this movie? <laughs> it's really my question. Um, well, you could start at the end. I mean, maybe the end's just the beginning. I mean, we gotta start at the end, right? <laughs> um, so the end. You you essentially learn. <laughs> what do you even learn in this movie? <laughs> I honestly don't even know. Um, no, no, you learn that uh, uh, Donnie Darko, when that plane crashed through his house, it actually killed him, or maybe it didn't. There's like kind of like a alternate timeline type thing going on here. Um, well, I mean that's you look like actually. You want to say something. If you if you remember back when I was talking about this for my top ten films mm-hmm. of all time, I said that this is a film that like every time I rewatch it, I get something new from it. Mm-hmm. And actually, the the third time I watched it, when I watched it for the science fiction film class I was taking, yeah, the thing that I noticed in it that I had never noticed before was at that ending. And I because uh, I brought this question up in class, and I was like, what exactly is the relationship between Tan- the tangent universe, uh, Donnie, and the uh, I forget I forget the term they use. I have to look this up briefly. But the the the, the normal timeline mm-hmm. and the timeline the tangent timeline that we follow through most of the film. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the relationship between these two Donnie Darkos? Because if we yeah. say that they are the same character, then we understand that when he sent the plane engine through the portal he understood that he was sacrificing his own life in order to save the entire universe from collapsing. Right. But if we say that they are different characters because Mm -hmm. they exist in different timelines, he essentially killed himself, but also someone who is not himself. He killed another person who is also himself and just like this weird... So it just completely changed the way I thought about the ending because it raised all these, you know, existential questions like, you know, what exactly was he sacrificing there at the mm-hmm. end? So that's, yeah. I don't know, that's just like something that I can get a new perspective on every time I watch this. That That is an interesting question. <laughs> I don't know. This is the thing. I've only seen this film once, so I'm not, uh, I'm not as deep into all this as Aaron is. Um, or as probably a lot of you have seen this film is, or are, rather. Um, so, again, this is, of course, the films that Jacob should watch. I've, I've only seen most of these once, so keep that in mind. Um, oh, it's I, Primary Universe, okay, yeah. Primary, okay. Because um, there, there, there is actually, like, the, the data they released from the philosophy of time travel, because they've actually put out segments of that online mm-hmm. or whatever, there's a lot of like official terminology for stuff on this. And it's so it's the primary universe is the original timeline. The tangent universe is the timeline that we follow through in most of the film that okay. after the plane engine, you know, comes into this timeline, starts off this right. whole tangent thing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think we are to assume that they're different characters, right? Because that would mean that Frank frank bunny costume frank and frank that gets murdered uh are essentially different characters uh i mean that's just a question of ethics at that point if you were to find an alternate version of someone in the timeline are they you or are they someone like 
man, this is. <laughs> but I don't think there is an answer. To that I don't think there is an answer either. The film doesn't give us the answer. <laughs> yeah, it's very hypothetical. It's just a very. We're starting in a very deep place for this being episode one. Um, but yeah, getting off of that, I just want to talk about other things that are great in this movie. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I think uh, the scenes uh, in which he's talking to his therapist are fantastic. Uh, the hypnosis scene is like unlike any hypnosis scene I think I've ever seen to film. Like it's, from what I understand, fairly realistic uh, to what actual hypnosis is. It's not like he's, oh, do this, snap my fingers, and you'll balk like a chicken or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. uh, in this deep, relaxed state uh, where he's kind of just more vulnerable. Um, I think that scene is great. And, of course, just Jake Gyllenhaal in general is just fantastic in this film um it's jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal, right yeah why am i confused i'm thinking of someone else whatever it is jake Gyllenhaal. i know that it's him but for some reason i always get him and someone else mixed up and i can't think of who the second person is now is it matthew broderick <laughs> kill the man <laughs> now bad matthew broderick killed him. he um, did kill him <laughs> yeah he really did um it's not, it's not funny, guys. He actually did it. Um, not a question of different no. universes. He, no, he actually yeah, he, did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he was We're in so mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, whatever. It's all in jest. But is it? Because he actually killed... No. <laughs> we can't talk about Matthew Broderick every time we do a mini-episode. <laughs> um, we can and we will. We can and we this probably will. Um, no, um, I just think... The fact, see, I think all the performances in general are really great. I think that um, guy, guy from Footloose, Patrick Swayze, his uh, his character, his, the themes his character introduces in this film are super weird and interesting, and like this idea of like morality, which again, like we talked about, gets carried to the end of like, does he kill himself? Does he kill someone else? Um, where this guy is like viewed as like this Christ figure in this community, and it's like, yeah, well, he's also um, a-, a pedophile, so just uh, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, and there's just that also that great scene where he's talking to the school, and he and he goes up on the microphone. And he's like, Oh, gosh, I don't remember even exactly what he says to him. He's like, uh, now, now, is this all to get us to buy your book? Because it's not very good. Like, like I've heard way better than this. Like, why would I ever buy your book? <laughs> he just mm-hmm. roasts him. Um, no, yeah, I, I don't know. What Do you have anything you want to say about it? You're obviously way more well-versed in this film than I am. Um, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just here to mainly guide you through it. I mean, that was my point, is that the third time around questioning that relationship mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah i mean this is just a film that was just every single time i watch it so mind-blowing mm-hmm. just it is just very fascinating from all it's it's just it's this weird thing where it's like i'm not sure that Richard Kelly understood no, what he was he doing at this film, and his later not. filmography seems to indicate that the, <laughs> that he did not understand what no went clue. right with this film. Yeah. So it is kind of interesting, almost in like how much of like this film is like a mess, and yet at the same time it's so perfectly unified under this strange 
vision. Because, like, as you're talking about, like, Patrick Swayze just comes in and he's just, like, talking about, like, love and death and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, what does any of this mean? It's like, what does this mean in the larger context? What yeah. does this mean when he's even just talking about? What is this supposed to mean for these high school students? And it's just, like, at, at a certain point, you're like, does this actually mean anything? Is there any thematic relevance to this? And yet, at the same time, like you're talking about, like there is kind of like this just weird, larger thematic relevance through, you know, just like this one teenage boy and like his, you know, his uh, Kafka esque struggle throughout this entire film. Just like he doesn't quite understand what he's going through. And it's, it's just like this teenage angst driven up to like this weird extreme of just he's talking to a man in a bunny suit and he's you know breaking into houses and and you know flooding schools and all that kind of stuff and it's just i don't know it's it's hard to describe i don't even know what point i was going at it here i just well, gone i'll, I'll kind of I'll i've lost my train point. of thought i think i get but... what you're coming at where like he and patrick swayze's character are, like, essentially the same in a way. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Like, they both come off as, like, innocent in a way, when, like, underneath there's something, like, dark and, like, broken inside of them. Mm-hmm. Um, where and it's like that with, like, almost every single character well, yeah, in this film. Yeah. It's, it's just, like, they they all kind of have that, like, duality to them mm-hmm. and that, that brokenness and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I also just want to point out, this movie is, like, really funny. Like, really surprisingly funny for being mm-hmm. uh, such a weird, dark, mystery, time travel, alternate universe kind of story. There's some great moments, um, like when him and uh, Jenna Malone are, are out in the woods, and they're like, can I kiss you or whatever? And there's, like, people just standing around and, like, oh, this is, like... It's not even, like, it's, like, ha-ha funny. It's just, like, it's so awkward that you're, like, ha that's funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, it's that kind of comedy. Where <laughs> no, I got like you. Cringy comedy, but, like, it means to be that way, I think. <laughs> if not, Wow. Um, of course, great soundtrack as well. Uh, great score. Um, Mad World. The Mad World cover is, uh, it's pretty iconic at this point, I think, now, right? Like, uh... Yeah, it's very iconic, probably, at this point. (laughs) I'm not sure if many people, like, know it's associated with this film, but just, like, the... I don't know. Maybe. ...version itself. (laughs) Um... But that's, of course, fantastic, especially at the end, you know, it's playing over, like, these somber images. It's like, what did I just see? And then you're, like, not tainted. Why did I say tainted? You're uh, you're treated. That's what I was looking for. You're treated to (laughs) Mad World over all these, like, while you're pondering the universe and what happened and what you just saw. Um, It's uh, it's a great way to end a film. (laughs) I mean, um. Yeah, um, it's just like, and I talked about it in the review this way, and I'm sure I've said it before on the podcast when I've talked about this film, but uh, this film is so much like what I like out of Bioshock Infinite, a game that I love, uh, because it is 
so much. Well, this this thing happened. Spoilers for Bioshock Infinite. Sorry, it's been three years, no, four years now. It's on PS4, PS3. You had your chance. Um, where, and, and I almost just asked if you've played it, Aaron, but I know you have <laughs> because we've talked about it several times. Um, and it's no. my favorite game of all time. Yeah, so... Um, I just didn't want to spoil it for you. Um, so no, at the end you basically uh, find out that Booker in this universe is Comstock, while in other, and this is the thing, same thing with the game, you can play it several times and still not fully understand what they're saying, because I was under the impression that he is Comstock in every universe, no matter what, it always leads to this, so you gotta kill the base one so that it never leads to him ever being Comstock. It's the same kind of thing with this. I wasn't trying to go too deep down a Bioshock Infinite tangent. Uh, maybe one day. <laughs> but uh, it's the same thing with this, where like you're not entirely certain of anything. You're like, well, this happens. You know, he hits Frank with his car. Frank dies, but there's Frank right there looking at him, talking to him, telling him the world's going to end. So you're like, did he actually hit Frank? Like, yeah, he hit Frank, that's for sure. But does he die? Is that his ghost? I don't know. Movie never explains it. Movie looks at you and it's like, listen, this is what it does, Aaron. Walks mm-hmm. up to you, sidles down, sits down, on the, sits down on, the, on the bench next to you. Now listen, buddy. Puts, it, puts its arm over your shoulder. Yeah, puts the arm over the shoulder. It's like, now listen, man. I know what you just saw. You know, I, I, I made this movie. I am this movie. I'm, I'm a physical embodiment of this film. Um, and you know what? I'm not going to tell you what happened. I'm going to trust that you are smart enough and that you are th- thoughtfully inclined enough to take a look at this movie and make your own decisions, man. I... Who cares, man? It's a free world, man. Also, he turns into a hippie by the end. Uh, that's <laughs> that conversation really devolves uh, every time. So, just when you and, watch then, and then Richard Kelly just comes in. And he's like, "I need you to just figure out on your own how what this, this movie means because I do not know what it means. I do not understand a single thing that I did on this movie, and I need you to figure it out because I need another film on yeah. uh, <laughs> that's you know actually what? Also, successful." Here's the box. Watch the box. Tell me where I went wrong on that one, too, please, because you don't remember was the it... box? No one does. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, did you see there's actually going to be a sequel? Like a real sequel? There. I was just going to say there is a sequel. There's been a sequel that I've been purposely yeah. avoiding for years. So Donnie Darko 2 is like the Book of Shadows. <laughs> to... Uh, to uh, it, yeah, it very much is, in that it's like it's this cult hit that gets a sequel that's made by com- made without like the creator's involvement yeah. that comes out like an attempt to capitalize on the newfound popularity of it, and then just ev- it's immediately disowned because it takes in a different direction that no one cared for or whatever. So mm-hmm. apt, you know, comparison. Yeah, and then we're gonna be getting the Donnie Darko. But it, you know how like the new ones just Blair Witch. This one's going to be just Darko, and it'll um, 
And then it'll be, but this is the thing, time travel will make sense in this movie. <laughs> so yeah, it will be the same be... thing, but they're just going to be really obvious about everything <laughs> and just give you all the answers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they'll bring in aliens for some reason. Oh my god, there's no aliens in Blair Witch. <laughs> there are aliens <laughs> in not. Blair Witch. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but the, there is also the, the 4K restoration re-release coming out. In a few weeks, I think. Oh, really? I mean, I don't yeah, have the... a 4K TV, so I can't really... No, I mean, it's being re-released in theaters in 4K. For all those viewers who got confused as to why it went really quiet, I looked in shock, and now I'm uh, just exasperatedly looking for this tiny Darko theater re-release. Aaron, take it away. You got some more things to say about it before we... We sign off. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I have much more without just you know like analyzing every single little aspect of this film. Mm-hmm. And like you know, like I said, I think my my plan going forward is going to be try to like rewatch each of these films before mm-hmm. we talk about them. So like you'll be watching them and then I'll be rewatching them. And so this is one where I'm trying to work off the memory. I can't even think of the last time I saw this. It might have been in that science fiction film class like a year ago. So I don't know if I have any more like specifics to mention, you know, but yeah. this is definitely a film that as I've said many times before, and continue to say you should watch it should because it's basically it. a gateway drug to cinema. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's um, my description of it now. <laughs> and of course, I mean, like, this is such a hard one to talk about for the first one. It's, it's very much is see it and then just think. And then just look at it, take all the clues. Just like, yeah, just kind of, like, let it linger with you. Mm-hmm. Just... There are a lot more films that are very much more straightforward on this list. So don't worry. Maybe I'll post the list. I might, I might post that to, to Twitter. So if you want to see it, follow reboot already underway on twitter um that way you can take a look and see what we're working with um aaron do you have any choice for what we'll do next week maybe we'll let them uh, get a week to i was just it. gonna let you choose because i figured you know whatever movies you have access I mean, to we can talk about all the president's like men I, i've seen that pretty recently so way too relevant way too relevant you know that that's if we have any catchphrase on on the reboot already underway, like, cinematic universe, it has to be way too relevant. Because we say it way too often. <laughs> it is uh, really how it Too is. many things are way too relevant That's nowadays. a good point. That's a very good point. All right. Well, I'm good. I'm good talking about Donnie Darko if you want to close out the All show. Right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to close this <laughs> yeah. out, don't I? Aaron. Aaron's. Aaron's the host, guys. Give him... You know what? If you're in your car right now, if you're listening in your car and you're like, wow, Aaron did a really good job hosting, just start clapping. Let go of the wheel and just start clapping. Mm-hmm. Five minutes straight. See if you can make it five minutes without touching your wheel. Please don't do that. Oh my God. And if you, if you don't run do over that. someone, don't worry because they will be still exist in a tangent universe. <laughs> Seriously, though. No. I am being So serious. you're not technically killing anyone do not, if you think about it. Do not do that. 
if if you I just want that come to the conclusion after watching this film that people in tangent universes are the same as their primary universe counterparts, then technically you're not murdering anyone at all. Think about that, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> you want to close out the show? <laughs> so yeah, this is the first episode in uh, films Jacob should watch. <laughs> is that our title? Yeah, we might sure. come up with a new title we later. Yeah. We'll see if we come up with some good title. I came up with four. Aaron brought nothing. They were to not. The table. I, I said I specified good title. Guys, I'm going to so. read these titles to you. I want you. I want you to. You know, if you care enough to actually leave a comment, leave us a comment on what you think the name of the show should be. I have four to pick from you here. Aaron Hans hundreds. You don't like that one? A little bit of a literary. There's only one hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's Aaron Hans hundred. Doesn't really talk about films though. It doesn't really work. Um, reboot already underway's Essentials Collection. Little too little wordy. Too Aaron's required viewing, and now I think that one works. But 100 fundamental films, which is very generic. <laughs> so yeah, well we might come up with something better. But as of right now, we're calling it Films Jacob Should Watch. So yeah. This was the, the first episode of that. Mm-hmm. They should be coming out every week, just kind of like a mini mm-hmm. mini podcast oh, in between, you know, just a little like appetizer between the main course, stuff like that, but also pretty pretty substantial appetizer. You know? Yeah. You know, it's like the it's like like the quesadilla of appetizers. You're not getting like mozzarella sticks here. You're getting the quesadilla. Sure. I don't normally get appetizers, so I'm, I'm just going to assume that that's a good description. Well, I, I always get appetizers if there's fried pickles. Other than that, I'm like, no, 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 leave me alone. Fried pickles are pretty good. Yes. So this will also be the fried pickles of this this yeah. meal. The fried pickle podcast. Let's just call it that. That's, <laughs> no. Anyway, Aaron, Aaron, if people want to find you on the internet, or us, or me, where would they go? Oh, I don't know this, so... <laughs> you don't know your own? <laughs> no. Okay, well, no. if you want to find Aaron around no. the internet... Okay, you're going to do it? Yeah. Okay, do it. I got you. I believe if in you. people want to find me around the internet... Yeah. They can find me on Twitter. At LittlePlanDude. Or on Tumblr at... This clever blog name is already taken. .tumblr.com. Mm. I may try to change that link soon. I'll have to see if I can change it because I want something a little less wordy. You need something snappy. You need something snappy. And if they want to find you, Jake Lace around the internet. Yeah. They can find you at Jake underscore Lace. That's correct. Where is that at? Though? On Twitter. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and Jake Lace on Tumblr. That's correct. No underscore there. Um, what about... What about the podcast? I don't know that one. What is, is it? It's Reboot Already On on Twitter. Reboot Already On. Because it's the like name it's, is way too the, long to fit in a yeah. Twitter handle. Um, yeah, you can find so, us yeah. there. Um, and also, of course, you can email us at RebootAlreadyUnderway at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what movies you think we should do next, because I will be releasing that list, I think. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'll be good. I think that's it. Uh, 
I don't I know how you normally close this out after that. What are we going to talk about next week, Aaron? That's usually how I close it. Join us next week as we talk about... If, if I had made this list uh, th- this year, the Bye Bye Man would have been on there. Just just to make you watch it. I'm, I'm going to watch the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> like, you know I'm going to. At this point, it's so of much course, of a joke. Yes. It's like a part of our brand for some reason. I'm surprised we haven't gotten sued by the people who make the Bye Bye Man. They're like, this cannot be a part of your brand. <laughs> like, this is it's too much. Um... Alright. Yeah, join us next week as we talk about another film. Oh, the present men, alright. Maybe.